the last couple of episodes, Chad's been kind of challenging all of us to think about the mountain before us and to try to discern where our place on the mountain is. And at Men of Iron, we feel like we God has given us a, a strategy for the mountain and for men to get on that mountain and to find your place. And sometimes you can be on that mountain alone at base camp, but then as you move up that mountain, right, we know that we need to uh, journey with others in order to be effective. Whether you're trying to climb that first pitch or ultimately reach the summit, we we need others with us. And I want to tell a story today about a man who recently. Uh, came into my life, uh, came into the life of Men of Iron, and he made a decision, and probably one of the most important decisions that he could ever make in his entire life. But you see, it's unique, and it's really made me even kind of reevaluate how we at Men of Iron are encouraging men to get on the mountain. So many of you know, just a few weeks ago, we hosted a 15-year celebration, our Iron Sharpens Iron event here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It was a 15-year celebration of the impact that God has made in the lives of men through mentorship. And prior to the event, we brought in, we made the decision that we were going to bring in Coach Tony Dungy. And we, we knew that the, just the name of Tony Dungy would be bringing a lot of people out. And so we knew kind of a couple of weeks beforehand, we were going to have close to a little bit over a thousand people uh, that were at this event. And some, you know, very well connected to Men of Iron's mission and vision and, and others that probably don't know much about who we are and what we do and what, and what God's called us to do. But you see, there was this moment prior to the event starting, um, leading up to that, where I just started to feel this burden for um, the souls of people that were going to be attending. We knew uh, there would more than likely be people that didn't know Christ and uh, maybe had never made the decision to follow him and to invite him into their lives. And so, Prior to the event starting, we uh, circled up as a staff and as a board with Coach Dungy, and I just explained the burden that that was we were kind of feeling, and we, our prayer was very powerful. It was a powerful time of prayer, but to summarize what was being prayed about, we said, Lord, this is not about promoting men of iron tonight. This is not about even promoting any of us in this room or any one man, mentor, protege, but Lord, would you use tonight's event to promote and and multiply and move your kingdom forward to promote your name and your name only. And and it was a it was a powerful prayer. So we didn't care how the event went and that that really was our heart behind it all. We just we wanted to know that people would be inspired to make a decision for Christ that night. That's really what we were praying for. And there was a man in the crowd that night who his name was Nate and I won't get into all of Nate's story, but what you need to know about Nate is uh, Nate's uh, not made the best decisions over the last several years of his life. He's tried to go about life on his own, within his own strength, within his own wisdom, uh, within his own knowledge, and it hasn't worked out well for him. If I had Nate on this podcast, he'd say the same thing. You see, Nate's actually done um, time in, in prison for making some bad decisions. He's had multiple DUIs with his most recent one being in November of 2021. And he was at our event that night and the event inspired him and, and, and God used it to help Nate understand that he had been trying to live this life on his own. And, and Nate was like, man, something's missing here. And so we followed up with Nate after our event. He came into our office. I'm skipping over a lot of the details here for sake of time today, but 
we met with Nate last week in our office and he sat down in our office and, and he started to be, to begin to, to, to share his story. And his story is one of brokenness, right? Of, of hardship and, um, very little uh, friends, um, very little mentorship, um, really no Christ at the center of it all. And as he was sharing, he began to break down and get emotional. And of course that kind of, uh, caused us to get emotional. And we, I, I watched and I listened to a full grown man tell me about how he's been trying to do this life on his own. He's been nowhere near the mountain that God is, I believe kind of chasing him down with and pursuing Nate with. But as the conversation went on, I learned from Nate that he has a sentencing coming up on May 25th. And so be praying for that. Be praying for Nate. He's going to find out what this sentencing looks like. But there's a very good chance, right, that Nate is going to have to go back to prison for a certain period of time. And he was sharing this with us, and he was explaining how overwhelmed he is right now because of everything he's got going on in his life. He's got two young boys, and he's trying to figure out a relationship with his ex-wife, and he's trying to figure out how to run my business. And what's going to happen to all this if I go away now? What's going to happen to all this? And he was just so overwhelmed. And I remember looking at him and I said something along the lines of Nate, like, listen, let's just pause right here. And let me just say something. I believe that we would be doing you a disservice and we would be doing the kingdom a disservice if we didn't give you the opportunity to invite Christ into your life today. Is this something that you would like to do? And to make a very long story short, Nate made the decision to follow Christ that day in our office. He prayed a prayer. He invited Christ into his life, and I watched before my own eyes a man transformed in a matter of a few minutes. Now, why am I sharing this story? Well, this morning I was at church, and our pastor was uh, teaching a sermon on this topic of prayer, and he was focused in the book of Colossians chapter 4, but he started the sermon out by asking this question. He said, where does ministry begin? Where does ministry begin? And he answered it very simply. He said, ministry begins with prayer. And I think a lot of times we think ministry begins with a strategy, right? It begins with the mountain. Like, how do we get people? How do we get men on this mountain? And I sat there and I listened to my pastor talk about how prayer is the beginning of everything that we do as men, as believers. Prayer is at the beginning of it all. And I realized that Nate's decision to follow Christ, it didn't start with him coming into our office and praying that prayer, but in reality, where it all started was that prayer that took place in a back room of a hotel when we prayed that the Lord would use this event to multiply his kingdom. You see, without that prayer, I question today whether or not Nate would have ended up in our office and making the decision to follow Christ. We prayed that prayer as a staff and as a board, and we felt burdened, and, and, and we put Christ at the center of it all, and Christ answered that prayer, and ministry in Nate's life now begins because prayer started it all. And you could be praying for Nate. We found him a mentor. Uh, we're going to hopefully, you know, the sentencing can uh, be favorable, and, and Nate gets to go to county prison instead of state prison so that we can get him a mentor that's going to visit the prison and, and mentor Nate along in the faith. You see, Nate made a decision to get on the mountain as his next step. 
but he had to pray this prayer to invite Christ into his life first so that he could actually step on the mountain with clarity and with confidence. And that's my encouragement to all of us is if you're a man out there and you're trying to figure out how to get on the mountain, if you've never prayed that prayer to accept Christ in your life, I would encourage you to reach out to us. We would love to talk through that with you and, and, and journey in that with you. But if you've made that decision already, understand that the next step is prayer. (laughs) Next step is prayer to discern where would the Lord have you on the mountain. Maybe it's mentorship. Maybe it's small group. Maybe it's a retreat. Maybe it's a 30-day devotional that you can sign up for on our website. But it doesn't really matter where you're at on the mountain. It matters about taking time to pray. And men that are out there that you're already on this mountain, you're mentoring other men, you're leading other men, I would encourage all of us to remember that we are only as effective as our prayer life. And so as we look to invite other men onto the mountain with us, we must remember Colossians 4, 2, where it says, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. And that was my encouragement to Nate. I said, Nate, I know you've got a whole mess of crap before you that you're about to walk into here, but man, I want to encourage you to do it with a thankful heart and to pursue this mountain with a thankful heart. You see, our vision at Men of Iron is to change a culture one man at a time, and that is coming to fruition in a man like Nate Groff and in a story like Nate Groff. Nate, if you're listening to this, man, I am so proud of you. I appreciate the fact that you're allowing me to even share this with our listeners. But you see, guys, it starts with prayer. And maybe you're out there and you're going through a hurdle right now. There's a hurdle in front of you. There's obstacles in front of you. There's a mess in front of you. And you don't know how to navigate this. I would just encourage you to keep it simple and to start with prayer. Because when you start with prayer, then God will give you a clear path to the mountain. We'll talk to you guys next time.